right, hello, hello. Episode number 71. Come a long way. In this episode of the Holy Ruckus Podcast, we're going to be chatting up with our buddy, Mike Tenney, who is an awesome, charismatic, energetic evangelizer for the Lord. He is a musician, a retreat speaker, slash, obviously, he's, I mean, he's the man, he's husband, he's a father, he's here with us today, he's a friend. And uh, yeah, he's got a little podcast called Pop Culture Catechism that he's going to be talking to us about, and we're going to get into it. Folks, how you been? Has it been crazy? What's your mini feed look like today? Because we're going to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of sanity with everything coming up with the pending elections and the results. How are you going to be, man? What's the aftermath going to look like? Let's prep now. All that and more, uh, Father Pat and I and Mike Tenney on this week's episode of the Holy Ruckus. live in el viernes on the eve of the hollows eve we got my buddy mike tenney from the holy ruckus from mike tenney music ministry slash what else mike what's going on man how are you good it's good to see you again good to see both of you good to be back on the holy ruckus podcast i think this is my fourth time on the podcast um yeah i think so and uh i've also you know written a bunch of stuff for the holy ruckus so um, that makes you a series regular. Yeah, yeah you've been, it you've does. Been in, oh, there's a little in Holy like Say hi. years now. Like okay. I've been reading yeah. your stuff for years now, and I'm I'm not even like one year old. Uh, I haven't celebrated my first my first birthday. <laughs> we'll get you a big cake. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Gotta love that, you know. That <laughs> but yeah, Father Pat putting in work and been doing it. He's been with the game since. Mike, I mean, since we started? Yeah, since we started. I was one of the first bloggers uh, for the for the Holy Ruckus. I, I was like the second or third blog that came out. So I would apologize for my daughter coming in, but I'm not going to apologize because I'm a working – I'm a stay-at-home dad, and that's part of my vocation. So It's a beautiful testimony, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my uh, – yeah, and I mean, in, in a lot of ways, I've, I feel like Holy Ruckus was one of the first places I got into kind of online ministry – um, doing some podcasts, doing some blogging, and uh, that has totally like opened up some other opportunities for me. So, like, I love, I love Holy Ruckus. It's my, it's my home, my peoples. So, oh man, we love having you, brother. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Um, thanks for coming back. And you know, it couldn't have been a worse time to have you. <laughs> no, but no, it, but it's a right time to have you because, man, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm kind of this fall is kind of like I have to catch up to it. Like I have to catch up to it, and if I'm and, and I'm not ready, I, I I damn sure ain't ready to to go vote. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I, I darn sure ain't ready to. I mean, we have a football season coming up. I coach football. Like darn sure ready ain't ready for that. COVID's still rampaging through. You know, we're going through all these safety precautions. We got a newborn in the house. You know, kids are going crazy. I just got here. Like I don't know. Like 
And so to have you, Mike, I mean, honestly, like as someone that's doing the damn thing as a father, you know, and then as, as the advisor, it, 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 it's amazing. It's a, it's a great witness. You know, I would, I would make the little, you know, critical jokes of like the, oh, he's Mr. Mom in it. But no, that'd be disrespect. That'd be falling short because you honestly, like, <laughs> it's great, guys. I've known Mike for, man. Uh, so Mike, and I and I've told you this. I told you um, when I was in high school, and I don't I don't mean to date you or anything. No, not at all, not at all. But man, my man Mike was. Uh, I think he was in college doing mm-hmm. uh, ministry. And when I was in high school, a junior senior in high school, I just remember. Um, hearing you pray man and like i i mean that like in evangelization like you were praying these songs and it really stuck with me back back then in high school you know i was like oh i had to hear the jesus music and it's, it's awesome it's cool but that's where it stays like when i mm-hmm. when i heard you really get down on them strings and and really you know pluck those chords and, and sing your heart out uh to the lord in the in front of the blessed sacrament it really was like resonated with me and I ended up doing the same thing and, and following in those footsteps. And um, you got me, you know, a, a job at where I am now at St. Vincent Pilate High School. Shout out, Laurel, Maryland. And, yep. And that's where I've been most of my days every day with football. <clears throat> been good. And but you're on to awesome things. Mike, uh, tell us a little bit what, what you're up to now. What's going on? Yes, yeah, so I was teaching at Pilates for 14 years, and I loved it. And who knows, maybe I'll go. I'll go back someday. But my my wife and I discerned amidst COVID that uh, I would do the stay at home dad thing. We, we've been thinking about this for a while and just, uh, things seemed right. And, uh, so she's, she's working, she's a pediatric nurse practitioner. She's super smart and hard. She's, she's awesome. She like, you know, little kids come in where they bust it open their heads and she like staples them up. And that's, that's what she does. She's, she's awesome. Um, and, uh, so we have two young kids. We have a daughter named Avila who's four and a son named John Paul, who is about 18 months old. And, uh, just, it's, just we discerned it in prayer over a number of months, and it's—I I gotta tell you—it's been so good for our our home life, and it's just—it's—it's it's been a bit of a leap of faith, um, mm. you know, financially and, and all sorts of other things. You know, I've been teaching for a long time, and I really like teaching, and I, I, like I said, I'll probably go back to teaching at, at some point. But uh, so it 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 took a, a lot for us to kind of step out in faith, but God has totally rewarded us, and um, you know, one, one income is. Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you, Josh, <laughs> you're doing the same thing. One, one income is hard and, and it requires some, some sacrifices, but, uh, totally worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. And then, um, the idea was it would, you know, free me up to do more, um, traveling and speaking and, and music ministry. You know, that's kind of blown up for me over the past few years. Um, not so much now because of COVID, but I, it gives, it's given me the opportunity to, um, I got an invitation from Awaken Catholic, uh, which is a new Catholic nonprofit, which has probably about 10 shows running on YouTube and podcast. And they asked me to uh, start up a show. So I am I have a show called Pop Culture Catechism that comes out every two weeks. I, re- I record in batches. Their, their studio is in Ohio. So I go to Ohio every three or four months and record like 10 episodes or 12 episodes. Um, and I'm also on their, their show called The Men's Show um, semi, semi-regularly. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been great. Uh, on pop culture catechism, we talk about uh, mostly music, but also we got some episodes coming up on, on TV shows and movies and, and video games, even where we just kind of talk about the good, the true and the beautiful in those things. And we, we talk about them through the, through the eyes of faith. So I'm, I'm really excited. I love that. I've gotten great feedback so far and I just, uh, I'm jazzed up about it. It's exciting. So that's what's up. That's what's mm-hmm. up. But before I go any, any further, 
Uh, Father Pat, how are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm about the same. I'm holding it down. I'm doing my thing. I am curious though because you're out. You're out of the. Um, you're out of like the institutional brick and mortar like teaching uh, situation, but still, you know, like the first teacher of your children, uh, the yeah. domestic church. Like, what, is, what would you say that you um, like? Real talk. Uh, what do you miss? Like, what what's like something that you uh, that you've noticed? Like, oh, you know, I really enjoy doing that, and and there's not as much of it in my. And what like what is what is like you know far and away you're relieved to, uh, or at least sub sufficiently, if you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to be too, too mm -hmm. real. No, like, no, no, no. Uh, like, um... Absolutely. I miss, I miss the students and I miss my colleagues. Um, you know, jo Josh will tell you the, the team that we had, especially in the religion department, but the whole school, I mean, some of my best friends, they're just amazing people. My brother is the assistant principal there. So, um, and my, my niece is a, is a sophomore there. I got to teach her last year as a freshman. So there's just such a cool community and family at that school. Um, yeah, I, re I really miss that. Just the, the people, the students and the uh, good answer and, good and, answer. and the faculty. Uh, what I do not miss at all is just like the the stress of being a teacher, especially amidst COVID. And there's been so many times I've just looked at my wife the past few months and been like, I'm so glad I'm not teaching right now. <laughs> I don't miss grading at all. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely don't miss grading. So good answers. Well played. Well done. Man, but yeah. School really does miss you. And, and uh, yeah. I'm seeing your your awesome drip, your coordination with your with your uh, with your outfits. He was always a snazzy dresser, and you're like wool ties, you know. You know what I'm talking about. So mm -hmm. my, those are my grandpa's ties. There you go. Yeah, those wool ties. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome, man. So let's get into it, dude. Let's. I mean, this one is kind of. I mean, sorry, folks. We don't really have an agenda necessarily. We don't have like a. <laughs> like, it's more of a I round table. Agenda. We're just here. We're just wallpaper. Uh, but honestly, like, we wanted to talk current of what's going on right now and not tell you how to vote because that's not what we do. Mm -mm. I would name them some names, but no, but like, I'm not gonna tell you guys, like, that's not what I'm called to do. Like, I, I would tell you, I would give you the same old song and dance, which is in the church. Like, we, we ask that you vote with an informed conscience, right? And you look at what the church teaches. Yeah. Acknowledge the fact that it doesn't fit in any other box or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and you and you move off that. I don't know. But, I mean, let's start there. I mean, here we are just days away from election day. I mean, people have already yeah. their stuff. Have you guys voted already? Am I Zero hour. What's up? Uh, I voted. Yeah, we we did the we did the mail in thing. So we we got our ballots in the mail, and then we dropped them off at like the elementary school down the street, just in the in the box. So there you go. We did the early voting thing. I went uh, this past Tuesday midday. Um, I was it was real simple. Um, the election judges were awesome. Shout out to all the volunteers who are kind of putting it on the line. You know, just. Um, definitely being safe, keeping us safe. Um, it was smooth. It was like easy peasy lemon squeezy. I was in and out 15, 20 minutes. It was, it was great. Um, yeah, I was talking about this very thing with like some of my brother priests and one of the, one of the very obvious like challenges and difficulties is that, um, most of us can't even like discern correctly or like automatically infer from like what somebody votes for, like, even what that vote 
means, you know, like what, and and let me explain a little bit, like the act of voting, um, the church tells us is like a civic duty, a a privilege um, that comes with like a a moral imperative to do it in, in a, um, a moral way, you know, to, to act as human beings, like to make it a fully human act. Like we have to use our rationality. Like we can't just, you know, um, randomly select candidates or, you know, write in Mickey Mouse for every single one of them. Although maybe Mickey Mouse like snuck in on like some of the write-ins. I don't know, like, you know, real talk. But you can't, like some people will be choosing by their vote, by the act of voting to like limit evil, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is always a legitimate uh, choice. Some people will be making a resounding endorsement of their guy or, or their gal, you know, however it um, turns out. And, uh, and, and you just don't know, like just the same thing, different, uh, you know, we're all, we're all making the same, like, you know, action as far as casting a ballot, but some of us may be like doing so in kind of like a protest way, like, um, voting for a third party candidate, which is, um, which is, you know, a legitimate option. I, I get very frustrated with like the rhetoric that, that says like, um, it's the only viable choice is between like you know this this bifurcated decision like these two options or whatever that seems to me foolhardy um it's really hard for for catholics to kind of um to maneuver this because I'll, i'll speak for myself i think a lot of people want to be just kind of led and told like what to do Mm -hmm. this is almost entirely like emphasized as a like a, a personally informed like matter of conscience yeah and so we're not just like following randomly by sheep but you know um what kind of conversations are you guys having around around this election around ballot casting and and like you know concerns for the end of the world come november 4th well you guys you guys know and anyone who's friends with me on facebook knows i like to i like to start stuff (laughs) and try to (laughs) try to have conversations with people that are productive um and I, I I totally agree with what you what you said, Father Pat. That I I totally have respect for people who have discerned well and like if if you have thought about it and prayed about it and researched and your conscience tells you like the right thing for me to do is to vote for Trump or to vote for Biden or to vote third party or um, even to to withhold my my vote as a you know I'll vote but I just won't write in for president um, like that that sends a message as well. And they, they see that ballots are cast, but no one's written in as president. Like, I think those could be discerned by people of goodwill and of reasonable intelligence. Um, I've, I've come to my decision in, in, in what I've done. And I have some questions for the people that think otherwise. And I, I think I'm right. And I think they're wrong, but I also recognize that other people of reasonable intelligence and goodwill can come to different decisions. I'm not so closed minded that I think I'm the only one that can, that can figure it out. And I think it's beautiful that our church gives us, that freedom, you know, it's, it's funny, the Catholic church has kind of a reputation for being like very, you know, oppressively dogmatic and telling you every little thing to do. And I think sometimes people are surprised that in some cases the church is like, no, this is, we give you general principles from which to go by. And then we trust you to have be informed and make, and, and make the choice. Um, 
And the other thing I find uh, frustrating, uh, exactly what you said, Father Pat, is that people say, oh, well, unless you vote that way, well, that's a, that's a cop out or that's, that's cheaper. Right. Um, you're throwing your vote away. Or right. you know, if, you, if you vote this way, that's really a vote for Trump or it's really a vote for Biden or it's really a vote for this. And it's exactly. Um, yeah, it's and and I and so I, another thing that's really obnoxious is when people think when they hear voting your conscience, they say, "Oh, well, that's that's uh, well, I'm glad you have the privilege to vote your conscience or something like that." As if voting your conscience is just to like make yourself feel better or to assuage mm. your feelings. And I think what that reveals is a deep mm. misunderstanding of what conscience is. Mm. And people think conscience is just like this gut feeling that you get that tells you that's naughty and that's good and that's part of it like your gut should be part of the the conversation but it's your whole thought process it's it's a the the church describes it as a process of conscience that you discern and you think and you pray and you research and all of that is conscience it's it's not just like this feeling that i get and like oh i feel rosy about voting for for this person um Cause I don't think there's, I mean, I think, I think if you feel totally rosy about who you voted for, like, I, I think maybe you have some more discerning to do in this election. That's, yeah. that's I think if this is an easy decision for you, right? Um, maybe you need to discern a little bit more. There's too many moving parts. There's a lot to like weigh in and consider, but you raise an interesting yeah. point, I think, because like this, this is definitely one of those, like, uh, for our church anyway, um, Catholic little C moments. Like it's such a universal mm-hmm. church with, lots and lots of different perspectives, lots and lots of different populations, mm-hmm. you know, for whom like different issues resound more loudly, like some yeah. certain, certain issues, depending on which community of Catholics you're talking to may mm-hmm. matter way more than the, the next one, the, the one next door that worship in the same church, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess like that flies in the face of, and you alluded to this, like the historical narrative has been, there's been plenty of examples of like anti-Catholic sentiment in this country of like that we're papists and that we're all just going to follow Rome and like the mm-hmm. Pope is going to tell us like exactly how to vote. And we're going to yeah. just follow, we're just going to follow like, you know, whoever's sitting mm-hmm. on the throne of Peter, the chair of Peter. When in fact, like that is hardly true. Like there are definitely some branches of like Christianity that like vote mm-hmm. as a block and they, yeah. and you can identify like that Christian right um, or, or that specific vote. But the Catholics, like we're, we're the ones that kind of, you know, cover the whole spectrum, you know, a whole well, and that, multiplicity of views. Yes. And, and that idea of voting as a block, it doesn't just like almost everybody votes as a block. It just depends on who they decide to pick as their block. And this is right. something I, I talk about a, a lot when I give talks is that so much of what you believe based on who you trust around you. Like we, we all liked, and, and psychologically this is, this is backed up with research, but, um, so much of what we decide in our brain, when we get new information, we decide, is it true or not? A lot of times we, we judge things less harshly that we hear from people we trust. Mm-hmm. And if it, it could be the same information coming from somebody that we don't trust. And all of a sudden we have this filters, like, is that really true? Is that really? And, and it takes a lot of self-awareness and, and, and self, um, examination to, to break through that. I always talk about this Jimmy Kimmel sketch during the last election where he went to a Hillary rally and stood with a, with a stack of um, Donald Trump quotes and asked people if they agreed with them, but said that Hillary said them. And all of them were like, yes, I love that quote on immigration. I love that quote on women. And it's like, you know, ridiculous stuff that wow. Trump says. And they're all like, yeah, I love it just because they put Hillary's name on it. And they did the same thing. He went to a, a Trump rally with all these Hillary quotes 
and ascribe them to Trump. And people are like, yes, I, I love that. And um, it's, it's so, so many people, they just believe based on what the other people they associate with right. believe. And I think one of the things I love about being Catholic is it gives us a better way to discern than the American political polarity mm. of just either you're left or you're right. And there's so much in Catholicism that is like, no, we're, we're, we're both like black lives, unborn lives. Yeah. Like Amen. both of those in immigration, religious liberty, like, yeah, right. like, these are all things that we care about. Sure. Um, and within that large, just, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways of approaching those issues and trying to, to solve them. I guess what, what it comes down to it, <laughs> like <laughs> I have noticed on my own, like the, my own val, uh, like ballot, my own voting pattern sometimes like does not make sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looked, it looks like I might be randomly filling it in because like I cut, I cut, I kind of like, you know, mix and match, you know, uh, based off of what I can find about a person, a person's moral character and mm -hmm. a person's, um, like own convictions. But, uh, yeah. And then, and just, you know, certainly like policy decisions and like where they stand on things. But um, I tell people, at least from where uh, my privileged seat, which at times, you know, is to lead as shepherd and to speak, you know, um, you know, preach the homily at mass at our worship together. I warn against anything at all that divides the heart you know, against one's neighbor. That's mm. that's the vote that I would strongly discourage. Although it does make sense to to limit evil, we covered that. Mm -hmm. um, it it I don't um, encourage for for my the sake of my flock, you know, and the sake of their spiritual health, um, people to like vote out of anger, you know, to cast yeah. a, a vote of like ang angry indictment, you know that 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 quickly dissolve devolves into like the crowd you know um who caught the, the woman in adultery like how yeah. do we not avoid how do how do we not become like a, a, a mob of like mm -hmm. angry people um under that like rubric of voting mm -hmm. so i i strongly caution against that that mentality like wherever possible vote for something and vote with you know your conscience like you said as as an uh, an instantiation of the entire, the entire person, not just my, not my gut, not my emotions, um, my, my rationality, my experience, the people I trust, um, my, you know, my willingness to, to listen, you know, um, all of it. Uh, and I think that's, that's pretty much where, where the church resides as well. Yeah. And, and I like how you said that is, is the people you trust are a part of it. And your anger can be a part of it. Like there's some things I'm angry about in this, in this election, but you can't let any one of those things like hold sway. Like they're all part of the equation. Sure. And, uh, and uh, again, the idea of not dividing from your fellow citizens, like there's so much us, them, there's so much us, them. And so many things, oh you know, gosh, people yeah. post online, like they think this and how hypocritical are they? And I'm like, who's, who's they, do you actually know a person who thinks this, or is this just a, a boogeyman out there who you think? You know, like yeah. there, there's this imaginary them and, uh, you know, people have, uh, I see people posting things about, you know, is, is Trump going to commit to a peaceful transition of power if he loses? And then I saw some people on the other side say, oh, well, Hillary said this thing that Bill, that, uh, Biden shouldn't concede that Biden shouldn't concede no matter what. And so they're, they're both, 
there's there's accusations on both sides that there's not going to be this. They're not going to concede to a peaceful transition, or they're not going to concede to the election results. And I was mm. like, what I want to know is, are you going to commit to a peaceful transition? Mm. Like, is my neighbor? Are you going That's to be mean. peaceful if the person you don't want to win? loses like are yeah. you are you gonna be violent are you gonna be hateful or are are you gonna accept it because that's how our country is different from so many other countries around the world yeah. is we we accept it and and we move on even if we don't like it and that's the wisdom of george washington stepping down on a peaceful transition of power you know sure. yeah um, great precedent I always that was, yeah i always thought that was so funny like that that question like um well, one, what do you expect Trump to say? Like, oh, we'll talk like a loser, you know, but, and, <laughs> you know, like, like as, a, as someone that coaches a team, like tell my guys, like, Hey, if we lose, how you going to feel? We ain't going to lose. You know, of course. Like, <laughs> right. I love how you've just flipped it back to us. Like that's yeah. true. Like, as our neighbor, like how are, how am I going to be with the aftermath? And that's kind of mm-hmm. where I want this conversation to go. Like folks that are watching, how do you feel about the week ahead for the country? And what are you going to do if, if your knight in shining armor, God, you God bless us, right? Doesn't win. Like you're, you're political savior. And like, where's your stock in? Like, mm-hmm. where, mm. where are you, all your, where are you putting all your ducats? Right. Yeah. And, Preach. It's like, and, and, and that's the thing. And, and it's funny. Cause Mike, I mean, you know, this, I was, te- I, I teach mission at Jesus. I teach a Christology mm-hmm. course. And it was always, and right now we're looking at the world of Jesus, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing it back to the faith. And, um, and one of the things is I have to show them or the, the students, I have to share with them what kind of Messiah that people were looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. And they wanted, and, and why they were so upset at Jesus. Cause sometimes when we look back at Jesus, we look at it from a 2020 lens, right? Mm-hmm. Like right in front of them. They didn't listen to the prophets. They didn't listen to this. They didn't listen to this. Like it's mm-hmm. so obvious. It's Jesus is the Messiah, but it's like, no, 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 hold back. Because mm-hmm. you look at what the different sects of Judaism were expecting and wanting mm-hmm. out of their savior. It was mm-hmm. something that was going to put them back on top politically. Mm-hmm. back on top you know socially right build the kingdom and so yep. i i bring that back to us here in 2020 it's like look i'm i'm gonna sleep just fine like honestly me like and and maybe and yes you'll say that well that's your privilege that's your privilege mm-hmm. like yeah but like i'm also i'm gonna work hard like that was so important to me like to be about my local government too mm-hmm. and like on a macro level, like what can be done, but like on a micro level, like what can I do to influence, to use my little platforms, my, my 500 people, my thousand, my, my, my school mm-hmm. to kind of, cause I was, I remember 2016, dude, mm-hmm. I remember 2016 and I just remember it took, it took us a few minutes, like for teachers to want to teach again. Cause like they were shook, completely shook crying mm-hmm. and i'm and i'm not here saying like come on now like it's, it's game time we, mm-hmm. gotta, we gotta go to work like but yeah we still gotta go to work the next day mm-hmm. we gotta love the next day yeah mm-hmm. it's interesting i don't know like for you guys like do you remember what it was like for you guys in 2016 and how does that prep you prime you for <clears throat> what's ahead this week what do you got oh wow well i just i just remember um you know, some of my, some of my friends who, who I disagree with politically on a lot of things, um, kind of reaching out to me and being like, how did, how did, you know, how did this happen? 
and um, you know, like I, 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 I tend to lean, lean more towards the, the conservative side, although I, I did not vote for, for Trump, but I tend to, traditionally I tend to be more conservative. Um, I and, hear you. I take all my little, quiz, all my little online quizzes and uh-huh. keep liberal. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. They, uh, but so some of my more liberal friends reached out to me and was just like, how come in one, in one particular friend of mine from college, who was a roommate for a while. And he said, like, how come we get along and like, we can talk about this stuff. And like, anyway, it just, I, I had some really good conversations. Mm. Um, and I don't know, maybe they, maybe they felt like they could talk to me because I didn't, I didn't vote for Trump. They, they felt like I was safe. You know, they knew that I wasn't happy about Trump. I don't know what would have made me happy in that election, but, mm. <laughs> um, mm. I, uh, yeah, they, it, it is. So I've just, I've just, I, I've been, what I've been thinking is I need to try to reach out to some people no matter what happens. Um, and you know, maybe I need to think about who I need to reach out to because you can't reach out to everybody, but that's what I'm trying to think of is how can I make those personal connections? Cause we live in this internet world and especially right now during COVID we're so disconnected and we have very shallow relationships in terms of we can look online and see what hundreds or maybe thousands of our friends or followers are kind of doing, but we're not having very many personal interactions. And so I feel like we need that connection more than ever right now. Um, and no matter which ways this goes, half the country is going to be very feeling kind of alienated and Absolutely. like maybe hopeless in some ways. And so I feel like there's, um, there's going to be some people I need to reach out to and just, just, just talk to, um, and try mm-hmm. to try to for, try to form those, those close, those real relationships. Go ahead, Father Pat. Yeah, four years ago, I, I distinctly remember where I was because you youth minister, you know, weren't you? Well, no, I was I was in seminary by then, and I had um, two collaborators, um, a priest uh, who was studying at Catholic University and a classmate of mine. We became the organizers of the election night party, and so we offered like different election themed activities. Party? And, um, yeah, no, we we to like watch the results all together. Um, and we, we were pretty like eclectic bunch of a house. Like by no means um, was my seminary monolithic in, in in any way shape or form um although we definitely had like some strong characters like you know um strong strongly opinionated men you know who were still charitable to one another i like to think we were still charitable and so like we offered things like um uh guess the electoral map co- competition you know people could submit their you know their guesses on how it would turn out um that night we only had two people who who even predicted that you know, Trump would win um, because mm-hmm. every, most everybody else in the house believed the, the polling data. And it was a really surprising night. I remember because we had this whole bingo um, game set up that like following what we had done during the, the debates, we had like, you know, put word, like word bingo, basically like catchphrase, like buzzwords um, from the, from the debates, like in a bingo format. And it was like really popular for the house. We never got to the game. Because when the results started pouring in, like it was so shocking and it was so, but here's what I would say, based off of the experience of like where we were the next day, I will strong, uh, strongly encourage, you know, a word of positive, like um, encouragement, I guess a shot in the arm, you know, from, you know, good old Beardy, your father Beardy here, um, that we don't, we really try not to traffic in what ifs. Um, mm-hmm. 
in our spiritual lives, like, um, and or our psychological lives for that matter. Good, yeah. good, like psychological health and spiritual health, like, um, tries to grasp and 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 come to grips with, like, the the eternal now. The fact that like God comes down to us, He's incarnate in our lives in these moments that we're like right here where we are right where we're at, you know, however we're at, you know, um, and, and not to like give like ourselves over to the doomsday scenarios of like, well, then this meet this is absolutely going to happen. This is, you know, like, I'm not suggesting that we delude ourselves, like that we put blinders on and think like, you know, uh, everything's just going to be normal. It's all going to be like really, really like the same or anything like, yeah, change may come, you know, um, change does happen, but man, those what ifs, like they really do a number on, um, on people. And I think that's what some of the tears that I remember from 2016 were about. It was like the fear of the what ifs. Mm. Um, but I, I strongly encourage people to traffic in the what's, what's happening right now. Like, um, that's why Mike, your word about like, well, what do I do? What do, what do I do? <laughs> like, it's kind of the best. That's like the best and most succinct. That's where we got to clip that man, because uh, like, that's, I, that's what it comes down to. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Up. And I just, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I think we, we kind of, you, you were hitting on this Josh and, and father Pat as well is we need a reminder that our real hope in our real, the real Messiah is not anybody we elect, you know, even if you look at the slogans, like Barack Obama's slogan was hope and, uh, mm. Donald Trump's is based on greatness and, mm. uh, Joe Biden's, I think is something like unite or so it's unity, you know, and, and it, they're, they're almost in some ways like they're, they're theological themes. Like there's, there's faith, hope, and love, you know, there's right. one Holy Catholic and apostolic church. Like we want to be one and Joe Biden wants to unite, you know, like there's these glimpses of things that we find in our faith that are these, these virtues that they're trying to cling on to and say, yes, this is what I'm going to be about. And I think we need to remember that that's a real unity doesn't come from Joe Biden. Our real hope does not come from Barack Obama. Our real greatness does not come from Donald Trump. Um, there's a singer-songwriter uh, I follow named Derek Webb, and he has a great song where he says, "My uh, it's called A King in a Kingdom, and he says, my first allegiance is not to a flag or to a party. My first allegiance is to a king in a kingdom. Like When it comes down to us, as Christians, we're, we're monarchs. We're monarchists in some sense, you know, like our mm -hmm. king is Jesus and he's a right. different sort of king. His kingdom is That's not it. of this world and we need to live, a, we're living, we're supposed to live a different sort of kingdom right now. Yeah, We're supposed That's to be already living the kingdom come on earth that loves the neighbor as the self, that um, loves the enemy as mm. oneself. And so I, I think and that's far more important than a vote. As, as important as voting is, and it's your civil obligation, yes, far more important is how you love your wife, your kids, your parents, your teachers, your, your students, your fellow students if you're a student. Um, that is, like, I, I don't want to say infinitely more important than voting, but that is far more important. It's a far, far um, impotent. I just made a word. I combined important and potent. But it's both more <laughs> important and more potent. Um, it's impotent. Absolutely. And uh, let me, let yeah, me, that's far more important. Let me, let me hop on that real quick. Like, cause that's what I'm saying is like, I'll put my vote. I cast it. I walk mm -hmm. away. There's nothing I, 
I can really do at, the, at that point. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, so what can I do? I can, I can love my neighbor and, and I can reach out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to have a, a winner's face at, at all. I, mm-hmm. I, based on my candidate, not, this person's not going to win, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's fine. Like it doesn't say on the ballot, like who do you think is going to win? You know, mm-hmm. like put pony up and, 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 and put your name down for the winner. Like that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. It's asking. It's asking who do you think is going to make a great president? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, right. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, so then I'll, I'll, I'll put Yeezy. You know, like, no, he didn't get his, his stuff together in time, but <laughs> next time, easy. Um, next time, Kanye. come on now. We need uh-huh. that. We need another call dropout before you start running for president. Uh-huh. That, that's on the roof. But, um, but like, let me just say, like, I, all I can do is like, I, I got to love the people that God has surrounded me with. I got to, mm-hmm. you know, console my friends if they're, if they're down because they didn't get the result they wanted. I got to point mm-hmm. to Christ. I got to, you know, even if they're not Christian, just show support. Like those virtues. Yeah. They've been piggybacked off of these political parties, but they belong. We believe that they belong in every one of us. Every one of us has the ability mm-hmm. to, to share faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. We need to not just have that just when we want a bumper sticker for, for Biden or Harris or for mm-hmm. Trump and what's his name. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's gotta be something that we live in. How do you get that by, you know, at least for me as a Christian, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lock in for whatever the result is in prayer. Mm-hmm. And like just sit with it. Cause I'm like, yeah, it is scary. Mm-hmm. But on a micro level, like on a small level, I just gotta love the people around me, huddle mm-hmm. up and just keep being, you know, just, just keep being present to, mm-hmm. to suffering. Yeah. And so of, you see the injustices and all that. Cause that's not, yes. you know, cause that stuff didn't come out out of nowhere. Like nope. racism was, wasn't around till Trump got here. No, like, <laughs> like that was, it, it will be here. Unfortunately, it'll be here yeah. until the war comes home. Like mm-hmm. how do you address that? And if that mm-hmm. person isn't going to do it, then vote next time and, and, and get them out of there, get whoever out of there. But you got to, I got to still do my thing for my community. You yeah. Know? I, I still got to ride out for, for where God has placed me. Placed yeah. Me- so, so I really like what you were saying and, and what it made me think of is, um, you know, one of the key tenets of Catholic, Catholic social teaching, one is solidarity and one is subsidiarity. Um, and, and the, the, the third big one that John Paul II talks about is dignity of the human person. But I was specifically thinking of solidarity and subsidiarity is mm-hmm. um, well, I, I guess all three. So, in your elections, like you got to treat one another with dignity after all this is over. Like don't hate on one another and, and speak poorly to one another. Like there's all throughout the scriptures, the way we use our words is like very, like through the Proverbs, uh, St. Paul talks about it. Ephesians four twenty nine. don't let impure things come out of your mouth. But Jesus talks about it. Like don't, he, you've heard it not that you shall not kill, but I say, don't even kill with your words or you'll be liable to judgment. Jesus, so police my conversation. Yeah. So you, you gotta be careful with your words and the way that you way to talk to people. So respect their human dignity to solidarity. Like you gotta like, like live with people as your brothers and sisters, like treat them as one, like you are solid with them. And three subsidiarity is the idea that, that things generally work best on the more local level. So voting for the president, that is something like very far away in terms of how, how big your effect is. And that's why I was saying it's much more effective for things happening at the local level and how you treat people. Um, so like donate to the charities, like find a pro-life pregnancy center that you can donate to or volunteer for, or drop off clothes to, or something like that, or, um, you know, something you feel passionate about it. You know, there's, there's tons of, um, our, our church does lots of great work with, with immigrants. Um, th- there's so many, uh, 
you know, even if it's not a specifically a charity through the Catholic church, like you can donate your time, treasure and talent to that. And I would suggest maybe if you voted for a candidate, you know, cause pretty much whoever you vote for, if you vote for one of the two major candidates, um, there are some things that are more in line with Catholic teaching and some things that are definitely not much in line with Catholic teaching. So, uh, maybe if you voted for Joe Biden, maybe, uh, you should be donating to a pregnancy center. Maybe if you don't, if you voted right. for Donald Trump, like there's, something on the other side that you can, you can be finding to yeah, the evil. Yeah. So right. like that's cause you can make a greater impact there than with your vote, you know, by, by investing in those things. So, um, I don't know, just a, I, just a I would add one more Joe. plug. You cut, you kind of said this already, but, um, it's that homily father, Pat, lest any, lest anybody accuse Holy Ruckus of not like, uh, not encouraging people the right way. Like do, do let your voice be heard, especially yes. for those who have that privilege, um, because even when you get fed up, like with national races or whatever, um, local politics will affect your life like that principle of subsidiarity mm -hmm. that will affect you a lot more quickly than than anything else. So, like, it's a little trickier, a little harder to, like, get invested with, like, uh, your your circuit court judges and your school mm -hmm. board elections. Yep. But, like, that's the stuff that we like we have to go to the polls to like weigh in on those things yep. as well. Like that really, that really matters. Like some of these ballot mm -hmm. measures, yeah. those are, those are going to have a much more immediate impact than like who sits in the, the like the West wing. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. At the local level, I, I always look at these, like the, when I'm looking at who to vote for the, the local level and the state and all this, and, and I'm looking, I'm like, and I'm like, all right, I got to go find them. Like, I'm like, well, let me see their Twitter. Let me see. Like, I got to go. Pick. They don't have a Twitter. Like, they don't have a website. Like, their website looks like from the 90s. Like, what's going on? Like, so I'm like, when you take treasure, if you have a candidate, like, you want to ride for, like, maybe email them, hit them up and say, hey, let me do this for you. Come on, throw me some money. But, or, or, or for free, you know, pro bono. Like, got to do something. Because, I mean. Uh, we got some we got some comments here, and when one of them was the third party guy, Brian Carroll, right? I like. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna say too much. I'm not gonna, you know, mm -hmm. give him much away. Okay, great, Brian Carroll. You are you are a ghost. You are a ghost <laughs> on social media, my man. Where is your team at? I see Mike over here. Like, run your social media page, Playa. We need like if if he's so great, then there needs to be a, a village behind them. Mm -hmm. Getting out his message. Working on it. <laughs> Working on the village. <laughs> you know? If you don't know who Brian Carroll is, he's the presidential candidate for the American Solidarity Party. It's like a Christian Democrat party. So like that's, that's what know, I voted for. Go for it. You know, like that's cool. Like I've been on the Brian Carroll like tip for a while, like in terms of like who is he? I know it. Mm, but yeah, he's yeah. not doing himself any favor. I, 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 I see it. But anyway, um let's yeah, the part the party has a ways to go, but uh yes, yes. Step your, Thanks, game Mike Step your game up. Thanks, Mike McHugh. And then Mike McHugh, <laughs> with the randoms with the randoms. Did your hometowns have mischief night growing up? Or was it just in Philly? We couldn't go out on the 30th for being in fear of beaten up and egged. Oh, wow. Really? Yet another reason why Philadelphia is one of the strangest places in these United States. Um, gosh, yeah. I don't I don't recall anything like that in Montgomery County. I grew up in Rockville. 
Like, is um, it in relation to Halloween or in relation to like election night? Like, on the- no, it was in relation Halloween. to Halloween. I've, I've heard yeah. of people doing mischief, like egging houses and stuff, but it was like never dangerous to go now, out. Well, Mike, yeah. I can say this now because I am in the position I am now, but I, I did participate in, it, in some kind of tomfoolery. Like, at, you know, um, but I was. 12 <laughs> but yeah you're a grown man mike so maybe it's just you i could share a story I, i'd have to be like a little careful to make sure i don't blow somebody's spot up but this was not philadelphia or rockville or southern maryland mike i'm 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 not from <laughs> i simp i simp so hard for southern maryland especially when mike's around um but i'm not technically from there and uh but shout out to the county all the same. Uh, love you. Heart you hard. Um, St. Mary's. When I was up in New York, I was uh, studying in New York in Yonkers. I was yes. living, living at Dunwoody and we would commute. Um, Father Mario Mahano and I, Father Mike Paris, we would go to, um, we, we went to St. John's University over uh, the bridge in Queens. Mm-hmm. But a little bunch of guys were at Fordham down the road in, in the Bronx. Um on Halloween night, I, I don't think it was like the thirtieth. I don't think it was like mischief night or whatever the hell you 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 um, called it, like uh, like shenanigans night. <laughs> like um, we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have that, but there were kids, neighborhood kids, egging the seminary on All Hallows Eve, and so like a couple of our guys like got really defensive and they were like, yo, we're gonna, we're gonna go teach these youngsters like what's for. And like, it did not go well for the seminarians. We basically got a talking to for like uh, poorly repping our seminary and trying to start something or whatever, when we were totally outnumbered by these, like, mm. you know, these, these young hooligans, you know? Um, <laughs> but I remember that night distinctly and um, lest anyone ask or accuse me of such, um, I was an absolute saint, guys. Uh-huh. I was um, told uh-huh. my hands were totally clean. I was not involved. I, I stayed out of it. It was like the bizarre, bizarre <laughs> world happened one night of the year, and I said, "No, I think I'm going to stay in and do my do my homework." <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. No, but I I do resonate with. I mean, one time we were out, I mean, we could jump for candy. I did it. My cousin did. <laughs> so uh-huh. it pretty pretty crazy. So you know, watch out. And then he says. Mike McHugh, man, hubcaps and doorknobs got stole that night. Wow. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached, we've reached a little bit more than, than halfway. Um, let's pay some uh let's pay some bills. Let's let's do some things here. Um, we'll be back in a moment. Be back in a moment. In World Youth Day in Rio, uh Pope Francis asked for the church to go out and to evangelize. Well, that's the holy ruckus. We're trying to do that.
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you are moved to give, please do so at uh, patreon.com slash the holy ruckus underscore give. Come on, Mike, show me that money. Now, just- you know, Josh, something I was going to say before, but I forgot is that really, if you're, if you're really disturbed at the end of this election and you really want peace in your heart, I, I Jesus just told me, um, and Mary too, she's right there, that okay. if you, if you give a gift to Patreon, um, to the Holy Rock, <laughs> that they will give you the gift of inner peace. So, uh, and that's not heresy at all. Not at all. I have a revelation, dog. Yeah. Let's go. We're selling. We're selling it for the low, low price of a <laughs> Patreon subscription. <laughs> you already know where to go. Patreon.com. Become a member here. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Can we still sell indulgences? Can we still do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, mm. no, no. I'm totally kidding in case anybody that's <laughs> I mean I'm not kidding that you should give, but I am check I, it out, check it out, see what kind of rewards we give. Uh the more you give, uh the more you oh my gosh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting invited back. All right, here we go. Yes, let's go. Um, so real quick, quick hitters, man. Quick hitters. This is sleep on it or preach on it, but I doubt we're gonna sleep on much of anything. How this works is if you hear a topic that you're like, oh, we gotta talk about this and and we're going to just go around and we can say, I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to pass it off to you. Or we can preach on it and I want to say something about it. So uh, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, first things first, in, in nice France, the the attacks mm, yeah. uh, happened. Um, extremists um, attacked the church. Uh, and it, it's going around. And even in Latin America, the attacks on the church, on these structures, on the holy places. But also people are dying. Um, uh, two beheadings, I believe. Um Sleep on it, preach on it, uh, anything, Father Pat. What do you think? Gosh, um, in, in one sense, uh, s- s- I sleep on the right, like the sensationalism that that sometimes comes with this, like these headlines. You know, when we want to, when it's used or co-opted to like stir up controversy, or um, uh, again, like I'm not like. Um, we're, we're not Quakers, you know, we're not like radical pacifists per se. Um, although we do live, here's what I'll preach on. Um, Jesus said, blessed are the meek, you know, and uh, this modern day martyrdom is nothing new. Like the last century was the one that gave us the most saints. So like, I guess to some extent, you know, although Francis is kind of own animal, like of, uh, you know, intercultural mixing, yeah, we should all be prepared for you neither know the day nor the hour, you know, but uh, what will be demanded of you? Um, I'm going to sleep on it just because I can't say it any better than Pat and we got to keep it moving. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I haven't heard a whole lot about this, but I, I did hear and I've, I've been thinking a lot just with, you know, people talking about, you know, what what happens if our country like totally falls apart and there, there's, you know, been some some violence and um yeah, you know, some violent things that have happened this year. And I've been thinking about like, you know, there, there is, uh, in Catholic teaching, like you have a, a right to, to self-defense and that is, that is justified, but yet we also have this great prophetic witness of the martyrs and nonviolence, of course, from Jesus and then martyrs down through the centuries. And I wonder like, yes, I have a wife and kids, but there were martyrs who were wife who had wives and kids back in the day. And like, is what would I what would I do in that moment? It's like that Twenty One Pilots song ride, ride. Like metaphorically, I'm the man, but literally, I don't know what I'd do, and <laughs> I don't know what I'd do in that situation. But I would just I just pray that in the moment, God will give me the grace to to do the right thing and know whether like is this a moment to fight back or is this a moment to lay down my life? 
and or may, maybe even fighting back is a way of laying down my life on protecting other people. So um, I just pray for the grace. You know, um, Jesus says, you know, you will be brought before courts and dragged before magistrates, but mm-hmm. don't worry about what you'll have to say. Like the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. And I just trust that in faith that if I'm put in that situation, the Lord will please God, like just inspire me to, to do what is the right and, and holy thing and the, the, what, what is right. So, yeah, there you, go. there you go. I got one. I got one. So, uh, Mike, you, uh, lead a podcast called, uh, pop culture catechism. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been, uh, making a ruckus, even though it's not with the Holy ruckus, but it's okay. Um, and it, you do talk about 21 pilots and that's mm-hmm. amazing. I love that you talk about Lincoln park. So I've been glued in, I've been glued in. What do you say though about your first episode where you have gone in an, and maybe I'm doing this wrong, and then you've gone in a little defense on the song uh, by uh, Cardi B, WAP? Oh, wow. WAP, yeah. Our first episode is on WAP. Yeah. Right. Hot so, take. So for, yeah. and now, of course, we're, you know, the redeemable, the persons. I get that. I get the theology mm-hmm. of that, the dignity of the person. I get it. I get it. I get it. And praying for them and, and all that conversion, conversion. Is the song redeemable though? Like really though, it was the song redeemable. What did you find as redeemable? Give him a little quick little bit. Do you want to sleep on this or do you want to actually preach on it? Oh Give no, me- you know I'm preaching on this. So basically <laughs> you have, I'm so you have, cold asleep. <laughs> we are losing subscribers right now. You don't you don't want to talk about WAP, Father Pat? Okay. Uh, I have nothing to say. Okay, there we go. On, um, I'm sleeping on it. Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, we uh we had an NFP uh instructor from from the couple for couple league on. She was she was pregnant. She just had her baby since, since then. And we had, um, uh, a woman and, and a man on, and then me. So we had, we had a diverse panel and we talked about the good and the bad. And we, we tried to look at it from a positive as point of view as we could, because there had been so much negative, especially from Catholic, um, and Christian perspectives is we wanted to show, well, what, what is the gold in there? What is good? And St. John Paul II said about pornography, that the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much of the person, but that it shows too little of the person. And so that is kind of the perspective we took is like, well, what, why is this song so popular? Why is it getting so much attention? Why would someone make a song like this? Like, what are they getting at and where, what does it fall short of? And what is it ultimately pointing to? Um, and so we, we, we talked about that and I wouldn't say we were, it was a defense of the song. I think it's, um, we, we just tried to look at it with, with the eyes of Christ, you know, in, in the same ways that, um, Christ met with sinners and, and ate with them in the same way that we're all sinners. I think we just, we just tried to really not let the, the obvious flaws obscure the person, you know, wow. and, uh, and the, the good lessons there. So you're trying to, you're trying to draw light and, and try to put light on it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that, on its on its head on the surface, it's like it is a dark thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, let's shine Christ's light on it. Amen. And, let, and let's try to find some way where we can we 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 have to be in the world and be able to find out and tease out and talk about where it falls short. And obviously, that is what sin is is missing the mark and falling short. And yeah. so I, I like the I admire the attempt. It, I wouldn't do it for my first episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and this is kind of a this is a very Catholic worldview. Is that we're, we're not, there, there was a bunch of uh, heresies in the early church that were like, you know, we're this secret separate group. We're not, you know, Gnosticism and Manichaeism where it's like, all that stuff is bad and it's just us within these walls and we're like fortressed in and we're good and the rest of the world is like evil. And like, that's not authentic Catholicism. Like mm. authentic, we're, we don't live in a dualist world. We don't believe that there's like right. equal powers of yin and, yin and yang 
evil right. and good out there and something's either totally good Spirit or totally good, bad. Body like, bad. Yeah, yeah, we believe that world and the existence is fundamentally good. And yes, it's been twisted and fallen and corrupted. But at its root, the devil doesn't have his own clay. He cannot create anything that is good. That is bad is just good that's been twisted. And we want to try to untwist it. We want to uncrumple it. And that's what we're trying to do. Bad, mm. bad, bad. All right. Sleep on it. Preach on it. Here we go. Um, it is Halloween. Um, I grew up in a Latino household, right? We did it, but it was kind of always in, in spite of what my grandma wanted and, and, and really believed she was cool with it. So long as we went to mass the night before and really, you know, holy watered up uh, and we didn't dress up in as ghouls and goblins and, and crazy things. But in many parts of uh, Latin America, it's still, it's almost like they, we haven't talked openly about the origins of Halloween, uh, preach on it sleep on at the origins of Halloween being Catholic real quick. Uh, preach on it. If, if for nothing else than to bump like uh, some of like Catholic answers uh, material. Like I, I'm a oh. big fan of, of Jimmy Aiken. Like he does like deep dives on like mm -hmm. the historical origins of, of things like all Hallows Eve. Yeah. I mean, um, plug for the um, Sunday's feast. Like it happens to, to coincide with our, um, Sunday liturgy this coming week that uh, All Hallows Eve is in honor of the saints, which is a celebration of um, not only those whose like um, names are in uh, canonized that the church has promoted and, and affirmed that like we have good, we have good solid evidence, you know, to believe that these persons dwell in the, the beatific vision in the sight of the Lord and that they're interceding for us, you know, by his graces, they're, um, they're working miracles, um, not just those saints, but all the many, 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 many saints um, that whose names we don't have, we don't have recorded, we don't pray to on a specific calendar day because they've run the race well. They've won for them the victor's crown and um, and they finish. So like the saints that you and I share blood with, you know, that that uh, people in our own families who may have like made it out, made it out of here, you know, um, made it out of purgatory and uh, have are now in, in that dwelling place prepared for them. Um, I would say to kind of echo your sentiments, there was no way, no way that in, in my, um, no in my household growing up, no way that any of us could have like done like a spooky costume. That was, that's how we, that's what was verboten in our, in our household. We were not like doing anything nearly demonic or like um, scary or horrific or whatever. All of ours were like, old timey movie stars. I went as Hardy once from, from Laurel and Hardy, the, co the comic troupe. Um, and we did like, you know, wizard of Oz stuff. Like, you know, very, very safe. You and were a wizard. Oh, <laughs> that is a cult. A cat. Don't tell me you think there's such thing as a good witch. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you know me, I'm very, I'm get in trouble. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Mike, sleep on a pre a little different. Uh, Halloween. So, as as you could as you could probably tell, I'm I I don't think it's a big deal to do pretend things. I believe in Tolkien's theory of fantasy. If you if you read uh, on fairy stories by him, he has a whole defense of why fantasy is good, and it actually prepares your mind and your heart for a life of faith. Um, so go go read Tolkien. Um, now, I think there are valid concerns about like horror and that sort of thing. And actually, the the Awakened Catholic Men show did a whole episode on this, which I was not on, but I think they did a good job with it. Mm -hmm. um, I love Halloween just because it's uh, there's so much. There's been such a breakdown of like communities in America. We're all like so 
separated and individualized in our own houses. And it's like the one time a year when you get to like see your neighbors and like go out and meet your neighbors and we like share candy as a community. Like, I think that's beautiful. Um, yeah. So I, I think great celebrate all saints. I think that that should be a, a priority. Um, but I mean, Halloween doesn't bother me. I, Santa Claus bothers me more than Halloween bothers me. So. At, least we don't tell, at least we don't tell little kids and try to convince them that the ghouls and the ghosts are real like we do with Santa Claus. Let's so. go with that. Wait, real quick. Sorry. <laughs> Sleep on it, preach on it for myself. I'm going to preach on this. Why do we ride so hard for this Santa Claus? Like, I'm, I'm going to stop doing it. And I'm going to mm. stop lot. Like, I'm going to tell them the, the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that weighs out in terms of gift giving and, and what else, but that's fine. Whatever. Like, yeah. That, that, that might have to be another episode or get, yeah, sorry, I, I shouldn't have brought that. I shouldn't have brought that. You brought it up. I don't judge people who do Santa Claus. I don't judge people that don't do Halloween. I don't judge people that, you know, like, you know, you do, but action. you can love the person, but you can just say, Hey, that, that ain't going. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, last one, last one. Uh, and I saved the best for last, but, but this is the rule. 60 seconds. That's it. I'm okay. That's it. And you might, and we're going to get in trouble for this too. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> uh, everybody got their, um, what their long johns in a bunch, uh, with, uh, Pope Francis's recent, uh, words from an interview. Oh man. We got a minute for this. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, seems to be giving a defense towards, uh, cohabitation, same sex relationships, civil unions, uh, I watched the clip. I have the benefit of the privilege of uh, being Hispanic and, and and really hearing him say it. And, mm-hmm. and I, I listen to other people's breakdowns of it, things that I like, things that I didn't. It seems like people are really trying hard to get the narrative, like him to fit their narrative. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's very interesting. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, what should we as a church come away with? Um, mm-hmm. What's the take home? Regardless, I mean, we don't, you know, I don't know. Let's go, Father Pat. 60 seconds, go. Uh, Yeah. So first, let me simp hard for um, Dr. Tim Gray's uh, special address that formed.org put out on this exact thing. A little bit more of a uh, consideration of this topic. Um, I I agree with, with his position, his take. Look, the Holy Father, as far as like official church teaching, had some of the strongest affirmation of what we believe in his his uh, encyclical Amoris Laetitia. So go go to what the church officially teaches and remember that um, many, many times throughout history, the Holy Father has spoken on a whole host of things that don't constitute church the church's teaching. Um, that being said, I think the Holy Father usually um, is coming from a place of compassion and love and is in no uncertain terms here advocating for uh, that none of us exclude people from our family circles or our love, that we not like, you know, stop talking to our cousin who has same-sex attractions um, or refuse to show up to Thanksgiving because we know our gay uncle is going to be there. Um, that's I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Let's go. All right. You, you knocked that out in 60 seconds, Father Pat. Look at you. Now, someone I know is not going to knock it out in 60 seconds. Uh, <laughs> Tenny, Professor Tenny Emeritus, go ahead knock it out. Uh, just because you made fun of me, I'm going to take a breath. 
<laughs> and take the sip uh, of water I, for the first yeah, 30. I very much, I very much uh, appreciate what Father Pat said. Um, I think the blog where Peter is had a great breakdown. If you're into like the nitty gritty of who said what in the in the interview and where the interview come from and how was it spliced together, like they they have a, a good breakdown of all that. I will say this: this is not like an official declaration from the Holy Father. This was like in an interview and it was stitched together and it was like two years ago and then they they edited it and then put it out like this is not something he came out with a few days ago um so if so that that's it's not even something francis did really um so uh there's that i think absolutely it is a affirmation of the dignity of lgbtq people people with same-sex attraction however you want to talk about it and um that that is good and that is straight out of the catechism that they are children of god and they are to be loved in any unjust discrimination is gravely immoral gravely gravely immoral um and so i think that is the context in which to read his um his comments is that he's trying to stand up for dignity in a way that that people often uh neglect and and uh, abuse people um, in this way. Now, it, again, it's not a change in church teaching on the nature of marriage or any of that. There was a, there was a, a CDF document in 2003 from uh, Pope, uh, well, Cardinal Ratzinger, who later became Pope Benedict. This was under John Paul II, where it said, we do not um, approve of civil unions because then that might pave the road for, uh, like, it's kind of an approximation of, of marriage. Well, you know, here we are 20 years later almost, and Pope Francis is saying like civil unions, as he did when he was a bishop in Argentina, he's saying civil unions might be a way that we could as a church still maintain our our, our teaching on on marriage as one man and one woman, but then in in our relationships with the government, um, you know, and and through civil law, like respect the dignity of the same-sex couples that are that are, are out there and, and, and are committed to each other. So I think he maybe he's starting the conversation. But sorry, but he has not he has not changed anything. He has not put anything out. But I think he is saying maybe that we're in a maybe we need to look at that. And he's he's the pope. If he wants to put a new document out under the CDF for you know he 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 can. Not that he can change church teaching, but he can change um, canon law. You know. So right. And I think for with that. Um, oh, Father Pat, did you have uh, something else to add to that? Are you good? <laughs> um, of course. I. I I uh, I forgot about where Peter is. Like that's that's a yes. really good treatment. Like that mm -hmm. actually breaks down even like where how they changed up the order in the mm -hmm. documentary. Like yeah. some, it's just completely out of context. So yeah, I'll uh, echo that. Yeah, sure. And I, how I took it, well, again, Pope can't change revealed truth, right? The, yeah. revealed, mm -hmm. the reality of the sacrament of marriage coming from natural law, coming from our place as persons, mm -hmm. uh, man and woman, right? Uh, complementarity, right? That's not yeah. going anywhere. That's not changing. Right. The theology of the body. Right? We live in a world, though, where there's another dimension, not another dimension. Yeah. We live in the world um, where, yeah, uh, civil unions is a thing and where people are being discriminated against. And so how do we minister there? How do we accompany there? We as Catholics should be confident in already the non-negotiables, what we know to be true, right, mm -hmm. about the sacrament. Um, but then we have to also... Um, because what, I mean, he touched on it right away, like how we treat each other in the family and what's going on, right. Mm. Um, with how, uh, LGBTQ, uh, plus, uh, persons are being treated. So that needs to be addressed, obviously. So, uh, yeah. he echoed everything from the catechism, I think, and, uh, no news. Uh, I, mm -hmm. sorry, <laughs> no, news. no, 
but it does it does bring us back to like even our original discussion about like voting and the election is that there's something beautiful about the art of disagreeing well you know mm-hmm. and then with with charity you know loving yes. loving somebody even though you know like they're not with me on this like they don't they don't uh they don't yet know the name of Jesus Christ or proclaim him to be king mm-hmm. but you know it just the, 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 this is no different like this mm-hmm. is absolutely no different as far as like how we how we respond to one another despite what we know like we disagree on what we disagree about all right all right and then as we go forward Mike, man, thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. Your pitch, like uh, popcorn. I mean, even though we we already did it a little bit, mm-hmm. but like, where can we find you? Where can we check you out? Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you're doing with uh, Awakening Catholic, because I know you you know you've been with us already, but. Yeah. So first, just let me say, I, I like to be a little controversial and I like to, to go into the conversations. I don't like having shallow conversations. Like I, I like talking about stuff. So I shared like who I voted for and I, I talked about this stuff. This is all just me talking off the top of my head. And um, so like if anybody out there is is thinking like they're, they're mad or any, anything like that, or um, just just know that we're, we're three guys having a conversation. We're three faithful Catholics trying to figure all this stuff out. So um, hopefully our conversation was helpful for you. Uh, AwakenCatholic.org is a new... Uh, Catholic nonprofit. It's run out of uh, the Diocese of Toledo, Ohio. And um, yeah, Pop Culture Catechism, my show, comes out every two weeks. We do mostly music, but we also do TV shows and, and video games. Um, we've done Taylor Swift. We did WAP. We did Ed Sheeran. We've, we've done, we're, we're going to do some old school stuff. We're going to do uh, Bruce Springsteen coming up. Wow. Um, we're going to do some TV shows, some video games. So um, I'm really excited about it. I love it. And, um, and some guests that you'll probably recognize are coming on the show next time. So. Yeah. What yeah. secret in terms of video games? I mean, I'm not a be- much of a gamer, but I don't know. Uh, we're doing God of War. Interesting. So, wow. Yeah. yeah wow. God of War. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. My guest is a Catholic speaker who for Halloween was God of War and his son was his son. Like in the, like oh, there's a son okay. in the video game. And so he was the dad. Mm. He was the dad so. Anyway. Wow. That's, He's in that. Throwing out there, and if you're from the, uh, there, there'll be some from from some f- holy some faces that are familiar to the Holy Ruckus audience. So. Yes, one day, one day, Father Pat. Anything as we close? Anything, anything. Uh, a heartfelt thanks to uh, Mike, especially for what you do, what both of you guys do at, in your vocations as dads, but also like um, for you know continuing to lead us, Josh, and continuing to write for um, Holy Ruckus in addition to everything else that you're doing with uh, Awakened Catholic. Um, I will give a huge shout out, um, not only to our, uh, Patreon supporters. Um, yes. I'm very grateful that you're, you're, you're endorsing this, um, great avenue of evangelization, but I'll also shout out any St. Joseph's parishioners who may be, um, uh, approaching their bedtimes, uh, who have joined us this Friday night. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And, um, I'll be, uh, I'll be seeing you Sunday morning. We'll be tucking you in soon. <laughs> You've been rocking with the best The Holy Buckets podcast Your favorite podcast Favorite podcast You already know what to do www.theholyruckus.com For podcast blogs and videos uh, We're on YouTube, Spotify uh, We got a network of podcasts Father Bob Kilner's podcast right now Here to Heaven is killing it um, I love Father Bob Kilner And he's awesome He's from the he's great. Washington And mm. so yes, Here to Heaven Something to check out as well as the one-to-one podcast with uh, Kevin Wells, author of uh, The Priest We Need to Save the Church and Father Dan Leary. 
Um, and then we got, of course, the old faithful. You've always stayed faithful to us, listeners, all seven of you. The Holy Book is podcast. You already know. <laughs> give us a like. Give us a share. Five star review. The whole thing. But most importantly of all, give us that money. Patreon.com. <laughs> Why? Your reward will be great in heaven. Your reward will be great in heaven. That's 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 that's. But because. You know, we can't do this without your support, without your prayers, without your monetary support. Because what that does, ladies and gentlemen, it allows for us to go out and find awesome graphic designers, awesome web developers, and bloggers. Man, we go, we want to get some folks on the payroll. We want to get awesome content, quality content. Hey, but if not, just share us. If you don't got new bread, you if, you know, no monies, that's fine. No ducats, that's fine. Share Josh us. just had a baby, people. Pay up. <laughs> all we gotta do heck yeah this is subtle mike you already know what to do ladies and gentlemen nah but on the real just share it just share it if it if you feel called rock it out but thank you so much again for listening father pat give us a blessing for free give us a free blessing oh nice yes the Lord bless you and keep you his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord look upon you with kindness and grant you peace May Almighty God bless you this day, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. God bless with everybody. Spirit. With your spirit. Thanks so much. Amen. Peace. Don't worry about the aftermath, folks. Jesus is still king. His peace is with you. Amen. Right. Stay now. <laughs>